Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I have got a beautiful ray of sunshine face in front of me as I'm recording this over Zoom. And I am so excited to have my next guest on the podcast who is, oh my gosh, she's been in the industry for such a long time. And I just really, really wanted to get her on the podcast today because I feel like there's so many golden nuggets of her time in the industry that I want to pull out. So hello, Neta. How are you? Good. How are you going? I'm good. I'm like, oh, I I just feel like I've known you for a while in the industry and I've not had like a lot of information about your background in the industry. So I'm mm. really, really excited to jump in um, because I just feel like you've been in the industry from like when it was pre-social media and I feel like we're like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like unic- it's unicorns, right? To find people like that. <laughs> oh, God. I was actually thinking this morning about like, back in the day when you used to walk the floor and oh that gave me such anxiety like you don't do that now well I don't do that now so it's like wow how do you know and I feel like I feel like I actually want to pull some of the stuff out because it's like I don't want to be one of those people that's like back in our day but it does feel like that a lot (laughs) so what I like to do when I've got a guest on the podcast is I like to more get an idea about where you're at now um, you know, what you do in your business, what that looks like, um, you know, a little bit more of an explanation around where you settle today. And then we kind of naturally go back and pull some lessons and stuff from there. So I guess my first question is like, tell me a little bit around where you're at now in business um, and what the hell you're doing now. Yeah. So <laughs> I've just had a little girl six months ago. So with that and having COVID, so I've kind of restarted my business, right? So um, I feel like I'm like right back at the beginning, but it literally is just building back up. So I'm a semi-private coach um, and I just contract out of a gym here. I'm in rural Victoria and um, I'm a remedial massage therapist. So I'm juggling both like semi-privates, massage. I've got grandparents visit, uh, like babysitting twice a week and I get up really at one o'clock o'clock to train clients while my partner is still here. So it's a massive juggle of her and, yeah, work and wow. everything in between. Have um, you – so you've been um, – for our listeners that don't know you, how long have you been in the industry for, oh, you yeah. know, what have, what have you done previously and where has that landed you today? Yep. So I've been in the industry since 2011. Um, so I was 18. I literally couldn't start my 18th birthday because – I couldn't get my insurance and I also couldn't get a phone because I couldn't get a phone contract. Oh my gosh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I had this, like I was studying and I got coached to do a mentoring thing at QV Fitness First um, in Melbourne back in the day. And um, yeah, I literally was like ready to go, but I had to turn 18 to start to get all these things. So I've just turned 29. So it's... I died. That is like actually such a reality that you wouldn't even think about. I know. Like, do you have to wait till you're 18 to get into your actually account? have no idea. No idea. I know. I think you can get a phone earlier now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've oh. been in the industry. This is, you're 29 now. So this would be your 11th year. Yeah. Crazy. So did you start yeah. out at Fitness First? Yeah. Fitness First QV um, in Melbourne. Oh, you know where I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I had a 12 year mentorship there and then I um, hated the city I'm from the country I grew up on a farm so like I literally lived across the road from work and that whole gym's glass I was seeing in the gym 
24-7 because I lived across the road um, and I hated it. Like just I felt like I never left. I was doing big hours, getting smashed yeah. by my mentors. It just oh, it was horrible. So um, why did and you be- start there then? Like did you move from rural to the city? To study, to get oh. my cert three, four, which took eight weeks, mind you, back then. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I died. I died. Mine. Yep. So then I did like a year mentor and I did it there because like I, you know, got coached through this mentorship and I was like, cool, like I can learn. I was only 18. All my friends were doing year 12. So I had no friends in the city. I was like, I hated it because I had no friends. All the people at the gym were older than me. There was over 30 trainers back then, I remember, in the gym. So there was so much competition. And I was like this fresh little 18-year-old girl. It was really tough, really, really, really tough. And I just remember I got sick. I was probably – I was training a doctor and he's like, you're just so sick, like, with a cold or something. Yeah. You just need to go home. You need to go home and rest, like, back to the farm and stuff. And my mentors wouldn't let me. And just little shit like that. Like, I was just getting slogged out. And so after that uh, contract ended, I was like – I need to leave. Like wow. I just leave the city. I didn't even know if I wanted to be a trainer anymore. I just had such a bad, um, you know, taste in my mouth from the industry. And I guess that's what happens. Like you see people, they start their own businesses or whatever, and well, that's what I had done. Yeah. And you just get slammed and you don't know how to run a business. You don't know what you're doing, all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I've moved to Chuka. And, and Is that where you're from? Is that where you're from? No, 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 I'm from like an hour from here. Um, And the first 24-7 gym was opening, so I was like, cool, get my foot in the door. And I worked there for a few years until I went travelling. But it was just like, you know, started again like I am now, but there was no competition. Like no one had experience. Like there was one gym before that and it was like at the sporties or whatever. Like I don't know. So it was pretty easy for me. Um when I got here and it yeah. kind of still is like I've been around for a while now so it's like yeah. I'm known and whatever it's yeah. a small town at the end of the day yeah so, yeah wow. so I, I just feel like we have just jumped into like some big big nuggets of like being in the industry in the last decade like you know mm. that takes me instantly back to when we did our certifications and what kind of guidance was given sure. and also like the amount of freaking pressure that not only your mentors or your fitness directors put you through, like it was a real deal back then, right? Mm. Yeah. It was just so did so you messy. have them like, were your mentors, like did you have to meet with them every single week? Was there certain criteria that you had to um, Yeah. So it was like I start my own business and they got 50% of my profit in um, exchange of learning. So like they would train, like physically train me couple of times a week teach me like movements and stuff and then get a business mentoring so there was two of them as a couple Mm -hmm. um and they both like I was their first mentor and I know they um ended up taking on oh maybe 10 15 after I'd left and stuff like that um but yeah that's how it kind of worked in trade um but I was just getting smashed and like yeah yeah just, wow you just can't do I it I forgot I forgot that there was people that did that back then mm. you know because like uh, you know I'm a business mentor and I work with people to build their businesses but that model just fe- feels very weird and oh. not like it doesn't feel aligned for me to do something no. like that but I forget that no. that's what it used to be like with business mentoring is that you have someone yeah. and basically a big chunk of the profits would be given directly to these people Literally. And you would just have yeah. to work your ass off over and over again for what felt like minuscule amount because they were making a freaking killing from you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Wow, so, okay. And then, so you were yeah. at QV for – how long were you at QV for? The contract was a year, yeah. A year, yeah, okay. And then you're yeah. like, this is not for me. Decided to move, went into a 24-7 yeah. gym, did your thing there. And then what was the kind of next progression after that? Um, I love traveling. And you probably remember me saying that. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I used so to, I, like, when I first met you, this, like, I, I've never actually said this to you, but, like, the first kind of energy or, like, description or explanation that I had for you, this person, like, you always remind me of this, like, really carefree girl that was, like, out living her best life. Like, that's what I always gather from you. Like, it, yes. it was, like, this, like, yeah, going and experiencing life and it's like you exactly, that's exactly <sighs> what you wanted to do during that part of your life, right? 
Literally, I was thinking about when I was getting ready before, like we sat in a five-day conference together and then that <laughs> night I flew out to Paris. And oh, I'm my just, God. <laughs> I was on the plane for 14 hours and I ended up fucking my tailbone on that plane ride anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what I used to do. Like, and yeah. then I was overseas for a couple of months, a couple of weeks, and then I would come back and work. And just like, what did yeah. you do with your business when you had times like that? It just used to go on pause. Like, yeah. And I um, recently, like, I've come to the re- realization that that's what my business has done over all these years. It just goes really well, pause for my life, and then yep. goes and pause and pauses for Nora and my daughter and da 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 and keeps going. And, and, and it I keeps going it, and it works. And it works. It works yeah. for me. And, um, yeah, like I know you've got the gym and everything, but I had um, a girl actually work with QV a couple of years ago, went, oh, it's probably five years ago now, went and seen her CrossFit gym she opened. And yeah. she was like, fuck this, I come in and someone had graffiti the wall and the toilet's not working and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, nah, nah, not for me. Not, <laughs> not for me. I'm like, fuck that. I just want to walk in, pay my rent and join my clients and yeah. have holidays when I want. And I have done that and it's been great. But you know so. what? Like you've, you've established that that's what you wanted your business to be like over Absolutely. all of these years. Yeah. And like I kind of think about now that I know a little bit more about the backstory, you know, QV, then we move into the 24-7, then we take some holiday, then we come back, now we have Nora. Like you've always ran a business over a decade, but it's always a, you've run a business that's allowed you to pause when you wanted to pause, which to me is magnificent absolutely. if that's what you're after, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I was reading your post you just put up and um, about work-life balance and I was like, I always think to myself, like, what the fuck is that? There's no yep. balance and balance is different to everybody. But I yep. think I have actually found balance that works your for me, balance you know what I mean yeah. because I've experienced burnout and all that kind of thing and I'm like this works for me oh my gosh so, I reckon I want to pull this out so much because I just think like you know for you to have I mean correct me if I'm wrong back over the last decade you probably wouldn't have even thought twice about like pausing your business you're like I want to go traveling so well I'm just going to pause it like it just seemed yeah. like probably a natural kind of thing right yeah but I know so many coaches and business owners now are really afraid to do things like that because they're like what happens when I go away what will happen to my clients mm-hmm. what will happen to my business whereas yeah. you've just been like nah this is what I want to do this is the time of my life I'm going to go for it. That's it. And when you're 80, what are you going to remember? Like, yeah. it works. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, that's not me. So, that's yeah. not you. So, yeah. let's, um, I, I love that. It's cool to understand that that's how we've, that's how you've navigated the last 10 years is being okay to pause and being okay to pick up and then make mm. changes and, you know, make decisions that's well for your life. With where you're at today, so you run semi private. Um, you're juggling obviously being a new mom and all these kind of things as well um when you've come back so how long did you have off with Nora um oh so at like 12 weeks uh, the whole time I was doing online coaching but I was like Uh, super organized and had all the programming done and stuff like that um and then at 12 weeks I started I see disability clients so I started seeing them back face to face but I was real sketchy about the whole COVID thing and seeing clients and bringing back to Nora and stuff um so I started doing that and then later on I um started doing massages again in my house and um recently started semi-private last week okay semi-private you were doing prior to having Nora though I remember yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so that's a model that you enjoy like is that something that's yeah. yeah Yeah, I freaking love it. it. It's like my favorite, right? So oh. when you, because I remember a time when you didn't do semi-private and I remember mm. when you were like starting to get into that model. Um, tell me about like, you know, was it one-to-ones previously that were the majority of it? Yeah. So what happened was I was doing one-on-ones, um, all that kind of jazz. I had someone working for me and. Um, right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And then she quit and I had all these freaking clients and I was literally like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to be working like 15 hours just to fit all these clients in. So I was like, no one has a choice. I just have to go semi-private. And I just bit the the bullet. And Mm. the following week I was doing semi-privates. But it was just obviously like your quick transition and all that kind of stuff. And then learning as I went through. And they didn't Um, have any issues with that transition? No. I suppose they've got no choice really. Yeah, and it ended up obviously being cheaper for them anyway. So, mm. Um, mm. yeah, 
worked out yeah really okay well and I, I freaking love that though you're like I had this problem which was too many clients which is a good problem to have but like how am mm. I going to service these clients so mm. the semi-private model and I personally love the semi-private model for so many reasons not only from a oh, business yes. perspective right because obviously you can leverage your time and money it's a lot more effective in that space but I honestly think that there's this this like community connection relationship mm. that is that you cannot build unless you're in these little small beautiful little groups do you know what I mean oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and like because I've yeah started last week back with clients and they're all new clients one had been um with me before but even now they're like oh I was talking to da 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 and da 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 I'm like love it we're already building this little community love it there you go so yeah there you go. Um, like you're yeah. a week into semi-private again because you've just got back and you can already mm. see the benefits of this relationship. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Is that. So with your days now, obviously you've got Nora. Does she go to childcare? Does she, is she in childcare? No. Nah, there is wow. like the longest wait ever here for childcare. Is there? No like, way. I'm talking like 80 on a list before you get in. Like it's okay. insane. I, I wouldn't even think about that. So like even if you want yeah. to put her in, you can't put her in. No, no. So how, okay, well, how the hell do you, where does she go in the day? What do you um, do? Yeah, so we have, like, my mom's here today and then yeah. I have Lockie, my partner's dad, on a Thursday. So I just, like, I see my disability clients, I see my massage clients and I do programming and, you know, all the back stuff Yeah. in those days. And then two other mornings I'm doing semi-privates and then I get up at bum fuck o'clock the other day to do programming if I'm running behind and stuff. <laughs> So it's like doing stuff before she gets up or in a nap times that sometimes don't go for as long as you would like and just make it work. Crazy. But you do, right? Like as a mum, I don't know about you, but I don't know what the fuck I did with my time prior to having a child. (laughs) Yes. I I just must have been like, I I wasn't, I've only recently got a TV after seven years. So I'm like, okay, what was I doing? Was I on my phone? What, What was I doing? Yeah. But, like, you don't realise, I mean, you work hard, I work hard, but I don't think we realised how much time changes and our relationship with time changes when you have a child Mm. and, like, how much we take it for granted and, like, what are we doing with our time? I don't even know. Absolutely. And even when I was pregnant, like, by 2 o'clock I was done for the day. So I was like, right, I have to do all my semi-privates, all my massages, like, before 12, have lunch and then just, like, you know, fiddle on the computer and stuff. And mm. I was, like, killing it. I was making the same money as I was before, but with half the day. I was like, what the hell was I doing? What the hell am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to explain that to someone that hasn't gone through that experience, like, mm. you know, I truly believe that when you're a mum, you just, you get this, like, bottom pit of, like, resilience. You get this bottom oh, pit yeah. of, like, foresight. Like, you just have these super fucking powers, right? Yeah. And, like, I, until you've experienced it, like, I truly don't think you actually get it until you're there. Um, and you just like, I feel like you just tend to figure it out. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. So, yeah. okay. With where you're at now, because you've been in the industry since 2011, you've done all these beautiful different things and taken time when you want to take time off, like with where your life is at now, what are the parts that you do find quite challenging with having not only just Nora, but like you, you don't even have the ability to go to childcare if you wanted to early mornings mm. like what's the stuff that you're just like oh man <sighs> I didn't actually <laughs> think of this until you've just asked me but I recently booked in to go to a course for the weekend right yeah and I was like fuck yeah so keen and then I was like I almost cried I was like I don't want to leave Nora like yes yeah. three hours to Melbourne and I have to get accommodation and all the things like you've done this like yeah you've done courses with her but I was like no nah too hard no just like got this overwhelming like I think it was just my gut telling me she's too young and like I'm just like too hard it's um, too hard yeah yeah so that's something like I really want to keep learning and whatever but I'm just gonna have to flip it to an online thing um yeah yeah it's like that accessibility of time right like I get like that I get like that sometimes just now and it's like you know, this mum guilt or not even just guilt, but like your genuine desire to want to be with your child. Like, Mm. you know, for example, on Saturday, so I do every other Saturday, you know, here we do conditioning in the day and I love doing those sessions, but sometimes like I want to train after it, but then I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be away from her. 
and it's not because I feel guilty, but just because like I missed her. But mm. then when you're with your child, I'm like, I just really need some space. For you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Weird pull, right? Like it's this weird feeling of like, what we used to do, like I know you and me, we've done courses together. Like we are big learners and we, I used to absolutely froth doing stuff like that. Like it was oh, so yes. exciting to do a weekend course and mm. go away and stay in a hotel. Like that was like, you know, fun things for me and you to do. And to take that away, it's kind of like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I do feel a loss in that space. Like I'm just like, I would just yeah. like the freedom to go and do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, even I had a couple of weeks ago when I was onboarding these clients, and one of the consults went went for two hours and I was just like at the end of it, like, fuck, like I just want to be at home. Like I just, yeah, I didn't waste two hours with the client. They needed it. But yeah. I was like, oh my God. But anyway. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. I get that so much. And it's like, I don't know about you, but if someone is fucking late, like <laughs> I'm just like, no I'm like get out like you know we're not even having this conversation because it just feels like I don't want to miss moments and like yeah. my schedule is very set you know I leave the gym at 3 p.m every day if someone's making me go over at 305 that's impacting my time with Lexi and all this kind of mm. stuff and so I, I really think that as a mum you get really you just get really not strict but like you get very definite on times because you have to be definite on times right yeah absolutely <laughs> i'll be 10 minutes late to swimming i'm so sorry to the swim instructor but no one waste <laughs> that is so true oh my god i can relate to that <sighs> so much so that kind of juggle of like i guess like redistributing your energy and like putting things forward versus pulling them back depending on what's happening with nora is something that you're struggling with yeah a little bit like it's not yeah. like a big thing but it's like it's there it's yeah. definitely there yeah yeah that's so true there so with where with where the business is at now obviously having been in the industry for a decade you have experienced you know oh gosh walking the floor to calling MIA lists of people not joining mm. the gym to the introduction of social media for fitness businesses like you have seen a big chunk of the industry change. What would be some of the things that you notice today when we sit here and think about when you got into the industry, how is the industry different now? Like what are the biggest things that you see are quite different? I guess a lot of like online coaching, hey, like all yeah. the influences and stuff and you just see people walking around following a program, which is well and good, but mm. the technique and the help and all that kind of stuff, um, is something where we're really lacking. Um, mm. There's, uh, well, especially in a small gym, like it's not small, but like there's no coaches walking around, like just that presence. Everyone's listening on their um, headphones and I was talking to each other. There's no like community in 24 yeah. 7 gyms now, like where you you would have, yeah. you know, no, no one's got the headphones in and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, like a big thing, like community in gyms now. Do you notice yeah. that? Do you notice that in the gym? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I first moved here and there was like these group of men, oh, they're probably in their 50s, and they would put on like ABBA and stuff and like talk and dance. And as they were training, none of that now. I don't feel really? like. Yeah. Gosh, I, I think it actually depends mm-hmm. what gym you're in and stuff. But yeah. it's just so like headphones in, blah, blah, blah. No one's yeah. in the community. And you know what? Like I was writing a, a newsletter about this yesterday to our ladies, our community, and I was just talking about like, you know, being okay to kind of coast sometimes and being okay for training to be fun and like enjoyable and that it doesn't always have to be like headphones on, filming your lifts, super serious. Mm. Like, And online coaching, I think there has been this amazing – you know, a big introduction of, not introduction, it's been around for ages, but I feel like it's way more palatable now. Like lots of people get online coaching versus when we first got into the industry, I only think people that really got online coaching were like coaches. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Whereas now it's like so accessible to everyone and everyone actually engages with online coaching a lot. And so like, it's interesting that you say that going into a 24 seven gym or commercial gym, like people are head down, focusing on their own stuff but like that chitter chatter I remember when I was working at Good Life's early on it would be like hey and like mm. you would actually walk the floor and not feel like I mean yes you felt awkward but you'd actually say how someone's going or their lifts are looking good just for the sake of it is that not like what happens yeah. now 
I don't feel like, yeah. Uh, what about <laughs> like, because when you obviously are in a, a 24-7 or a commercial gym, there are usually a lot of other trainers. Like what's kind of it like where you are? Is there a number of trainers there or is it a small town that there's no one? There's one other trainer and we work different hours. So I literally like never oh see him. Wow. And it's been pretty much the case ever since I've moved here. So I've switched gyms. So last gym I was pretty much the only one for years. And that's wow. what I mean. There was like hardly any competition. So, wow. so you know, yeah. you you will be, especially because you've been in the industry for a long time, like people will know you not only oh, from being yeah. in the industry but also small town. Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah, that been absolutely. one of like – if we think about where your business is at now, because to me it really does seem like the business that you've got now is one that's really defined on what you want to do, what's working around your lifestyle, you know, the semi-private model that you enjoy. What have been some of the things that have allowed you to create this new version of your business, you know, coming back and starting it again? Like what have been some of the biggest focal points for you that you've put your energy into? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> So, like, you know, it was interesting when you said, oh, I, at the start when I was at QV and then I went back and went into um, regional and all that kind of stuff, then you went away. Like, to come back from Nora, you would have had to go, okay, cool, I need to put my effort in this basket or this basket or this basket. Like, what have you What have you think you've spent your most energy on to bring you into this new version of your business that's doing very well? Um, I reckon just like marketing, but then like I already have that presence of I'm there and I haven't kind of gone, but just, yeah, obviously marketing, I'm back. Um, yeah. yeah. And just service, giving a fuck about my clients. And then I think that just, you know, people talk. So, yeah. But like, yeah. it's, it might sound very basic, but it's not like, oh my God, I feel like, I don't know, because we've been in the industry for, since social media like I just feel like we learned some skill sets that just lack with a lot of coaches now because they just don't know what they don't know do you know what mm. I mean whereas it's like it's so normal for you to be like people talk and like what do you like on the gym floor and like you know say hello to people I mm. feel like it's like we've just learned these tools of the trade from yeah. growing up in the industry do you know what yeah, I, mean? I guess yeah I guess I haven't had to think about it because I just do it naturally hey yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I like I tend to speak now when I'm consulting with um, coaches and business owners. Like they'll either be a lot of them are online coaches or they're fresh into the industry. Some of them, not all of them, and we'll talk about like basic little stuff. If you're in a commercial gym, like spend your efforts on what's happening on the floor. You don't mm. need to always necessarily be spending all your efforts on social media because you have thousands upon thousands of members there. Actually, yeah. And it's like, is that one thing that's like for your business? Has it been a lot from just organic? Kind of marketing and like people talking to each other yeah a lot of talk um and just like social media is key here like because there's not much um competition so you just do a couple of posts or whatever and you're good like <laughs> like or a website or whatever like if people type in like you trick personal trainers it'll be at the top do you know what i mean wow. so it's like I don't know. I actually I have not ever thought about this before. But yeah, I freaking love that though. Easy. I, because like, you know, some people when they're, some coaches, when they're coming into gyms, they're like, oh, you know, well, how am I going to grow my business or how am mm. I going to make this work? But to me, it's like, it's coming back to common sense, right? Like, you know, you're saying I haven't really thought about it because it's so natural mm. for you to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's so oh. weird. <laughs> yeah. I know. I like whenever I'm sitting here, and especially with the guests that I've got coming on the podcast, like yourself, like you guys have been in the industry for a while. So we can have these conversations that go back, and like some of these coaches are like, what? Like you guys used to have to do this, or this is what yeah. it used to be like. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting literally. here going, back in my day, do you know what I mean? And going, this yeah. is what we had to do. And it's wild. Like I remember when I first got into the gym. Um, and I was at a commercial gym, you know, walking the floor was like part of our targets that we had to do. And especially because yeah. you were at QV. So gosh, 30, you said there was 30 coaches there yeah, at the same yeah. time. Wow. Yeah. So you would have had to be present. You would have had to walk the floor. You would have had to do X, Y, Z. What yeah. other stuff early on did you have to do that like helped you really get a foot forward um, to grow your business? Uh, other than that kind of stuff, it's all the learning. Like, yeah all the education all the courses like keeping ahead and I never wanted to be that trainer that you know they did the cert for and 
that's it. Yeah. Like yeah. I never, ever, ever want to be like that. So that yeah. was my always like, you know, getting pushed to do other courses and stuff like that, keeping ahead yeah. of the rest. Um, and you've done a lot mm. of courses. Like that's one of the things that I always get, like gather from you is how much you've got this just drive to keep learning. What kind mm. of stuff have you most enjoyed over the years and especially in terms of courses? I've really gone into the like rehabby stuff, like after yeah. working with Mark Buckley, and then I've done my diploma in remedial massage. So like all that kind of has come together, and now I'm working in disability, and it's obviously coming into the brain and how they work after accidents and stuff. Is like yeah, that's and I, I don't know how to explain what I do to some people, but it's like I'm just the problem solver of the problem. Like yeah. I don't know if they got like you know discs or whatever the hell is going on I just love fixing them and I and this is going to sound really rude but I'm like when people come and they're like I just want to lose weight I'm like oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay <laughs> so do you get do you get many people like that now so much not so much so, yeah, yeah it might be like one out of four <laughs> yeah 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 so you yeah. like you like helping the people through the the pain through the quote-unquote issues you just cannot be bothered with Hey, I just want to tone up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, literally do the thing and eat the food and whatever. That's actually that's a question that's kind of coming up because if you're, you know, the only coach in your gym, right? Well, there's a, another guy. You would probably get some clients come through that are not necessarily like your most ideal kind of clients. Is that right, or is it for the most part? Do they, you know, are they on your wavelength when they're coming through? Um. Like, I think people vibed what I do. So yeah. I don't get a lot of, like, men approaching me and stuff. Like, I, I will every now and then, but it's not. I think they just vibe, like, from my branding, like, it's pink yeah. and all that kind of stuff, what I do. Um, and then, obviously, if there's that person that I'm like, ah, ah. I'll just, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's something that to be said though, right? Because like when you're here and you've got a big pool of clients at your, you know, at your choice yeah. really, but you're still getting the ones that are connected with your business and the same kind of yeah. vibe and energy because of the marketing yeah. that you put out. Yeah. And I've always had the thing of if I can't have coffee and sit down and have a coffee with someone, I'm not going to work with them. Like you have to spend so many hours with them and communicating and all that kind of stuff if it's not gelling it's not gonna work so. oh my god do you like have you actively turned away people before <laughs> yeah let's talk about that because i get lots of questions about that how do you do that babe how do you turn people away politely oh because I, I, I haven't worked for i feels like two and a half years i haven't worked for i don't even know i can't even remember last time i did it but oh Okay, They're, I've got someone in my mind now. Oh, my God. And it was just like I worked with them in other areas and I was like bad vibe, creep, like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. um, I can't say we're full because I've still got my ads out. Like, <laughs> oh, we're just training females at the moment or whatever. But then I'm still like I do have male clients. But I don't, I don't even know how I dealt with that situation. Yeah. But I was just like, oh. Like, oh, not this is not it. And like, oh man, if yeah, if you find that we've got clients that are making you feel a certain way, there's no vibe, there's no energy, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. It's so okay to say no, however that looks like. Like, I get so many coaches being like, Oh, look, I'm not sure that this is the right fit. What's the best way to do it? I'm like, whatever feels fucking honest and authentic to you, go and do that. If you genuinely feel like you can't be straight up and like have an honest conversation. Don't do it because it's going to be awkward. If you want to put a little white lie in, if that's going to make you deal with the situation better, then go and do that. Whatever you need to do to get through the situation. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you said it a lot better than I did. Oh, man. I feel like people are, like, searching for the right way to do it, and I honestly don't think, like, it depends on the person. It depends on, like, you know, if you say no to someone and you're going back to the gym and that person's there, like, how are you going to deal with that? So, mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So yeah. true. So I want to change tact a little bit around some questions around your business in terms of management of your business, in terms of learning business skills, because it takes a lot for someone to stay in the <sighs> industry for a decade. She has yeah. a big sigh when I talk about this kind of stuff. Mm. So, you know, when we think about business and like the business, I guess, tools and skill sets to run a business, um, 
Like, is there things that you find really difficult when it comes to the business side of being in the fitness industry? Um, I love creating and I love creating yeah. spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff. So like, I'm like the spreadsheet queen. I freaking love it. Do you but, love that? Yeah. Do you love that kind yeah. of stuff? <laughs> Me and my partner have like spreadsheets on everything. Yes, and he's queen. You get it. <laughs> he had to send something to the finance, oh no, the insurance lady. And she was like, what the fuck? What the yeah, hell is like, with I, you two? I wish everyone was like this. I'm like, oh, sorry, a bit OCD here. Um, but yeah, like since I've actually learned how to do the things, it's really easy now because you've got the systems, right? But I had a big learning experience like um, the year you met me. So I was mm. making a shit ton of money and I was doing really well, but I wasn't putting it to tax. Like okay. everyone says, put it to tax. Put it to, yeah. Like put money aside. Yeah, 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 it'll be fine. I'm just going to go to Paris. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> and then didn't, I got, didn't put the I money got the bills. Yeah, got the bills and stuff. And, yeah, I had very big learning experience after that. And just Was that a big, happen. like, wake-up call to be like, hey, girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, so since then, I'm very good because you have to be. So. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like, I went through that when I was in the industry. Tax, what? Take cash? Like, deal mm. with it. Like, I yeah. was like that, you know. No one no one even muttered a word of tax when I did my certification. So, I just literally had no fucking idea what I was doing in those first couple of years. And, like, I yeah. feel like us older people in the industry, like, it's kind of this rite of passage. Like, the coaches that come through now are so much more savvy around, mm. like, oh, okay, what are my obligations as a business owner? So, we've been, we've yeah. both been there. We've both been doing that before. So, you actually find it quite easy now to kind of run the business from the back end. Yeah, it just, you know. I love that. Floats along. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. tell me a little bit around, like, you know, when you're dealing with your business week to week or month to month, like what does the back end involve? Is there particular tracking things that you do? Is there particular like steps that you take to make sure you're all sorted? What does that kind of look like for you? Uh, so I have a bookkeeper. Um, so yeah, she does a lot of it now. Um, but yeah, and cause I'm small too. So it's pretty quick and easy and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, she just does my books. I pay her. She tells me what to pay for tax, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and then, like, the marketing kind of stuff, like, it's very, like, I can only take on so many clients. Yeah. So, I feel like there's not a lot of it, um, but it's definitely there, you know, and just My God, do it every so month. Re- it's so refreshing to speak to you with this energy about it because, like, I do think, don't get me wrong, running business can be, like, it is difficult, right? But it's so refreshing to have an energy like you where you're like, yeah, like, money comes in, the bookkeeper tells me what to pay because I honestly mm. think when you have things set up, like it can be as easy as oh, that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But I want to say, and I don't know who said it to me years ago, learn how to do the things first before you employ someone to do them. Mm-hmm. So like, especially the website, like I was like, I want to learn how to do this because I've had girlfriends say, oh, my person's charged me 80 bucks to change the photo on my website. I was like, fuck that. So like, like learn the website, learn your books, learn everything. Yeah. Like I've recently, um, started doing online bookings for massage took me 10 hours to set up but I was like I'm not paying someone to do this because I need to know how to go on and yeah my hours or change the rate like the cost rate yeah or whatever so it's like I think for people coming in is I know it's so time consuming but learn to do the freaking things like yeah. oh my god I think that's yeah. such a good piece of advice because it's like you know we can be very readily wanting to delegate things out because there's a Mm. lot of coaches in the industry like the fitness industry is a very quote-unquote lucrative industry like a lot of people can have an amazing business right so they're very sometimes easy to delegate things out but you're right like if you just need to do one little thing or if someone's on holiday or whatever like how the fuck do you do it and I've been caught in that trap before of delegating things too early just because I couldn't be bothered and it's got me into hot water and then when Mm. I have to do it I'm like what am I doing so I think that's such a beautiful piece of advice and I think like for you you've set things up and then it looks like you've delegated some of the other things out like bookkeeping is there any other stuff that you delegate out um I've attempted to delegate my social media oh yeah (laughs) but I'm very OCD and (laughs) I like my things in a certain way and to look like my business and I don't know if you do your own but yeah you just couldn't say the person let's say they don't last many hours like if they're using you know google quotes or like 
photos from Google or like not running shit past me or like, grr, <laughs> like grr. Really I'm like, tell me the things, show me the yeah. proof, like da 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 da. No, nah, so, so I've yeah, tried okay. So you hire someone, like, three people. Mm, yeah, yeah. So and I and I. I, I tell them at the start, I'm OCD. I've done this all my, like, my whole business. It's always been me, 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 me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's, I'm not doubting there yeah. is good social media people out there, but, yeah, I'm like just. It's just not the way. My, like, you're very creative. You are very particular with certain things. Like, but that's also yeah. been one really big reason of why I think your business has been done so well because, like, you know what you want. Your business is yeah. a certain way. Like I remember when you were rebranding, it was such a beautiful rollout and it looks so clean. It was like so you. So I can I can understand mm-hmm. that. Like if you can't yeah. find the right fit, it's just frustrating, right? Yeah. 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 And I always come back to actually give a fuck. Like and I think that's why some coaches don't do well is they don't actually truly give a fuck about their clients. And it's same with anyone in business like these social media people. Like actually truly give a fuck mm. and you'll do really well. Mm. Um, and that's what I always come back to is for me, like I had a guy here last week fixing my fridge, but so long story, he fixed the fridge and then the fridge wouldn't shut. So I got him back and I was like, I just love how you run your business. Like I call you up, you're here, your wife texts me, we pay like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you need me to pay today? He's like, that's a good business person. I don't pay you because it didn't work the first time. I was like, thank you. Thank I'm like, you. he actually gave a fuck. He actually yeah. like, you know, showed up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is just what business Yeah, but like, like, this is it. Like, I'm the same. I don't necessarily care how much things cost as long as mm. there was care. Things are met, deadlines are met, and I'm getting what I'm paying for. Like, I would rather yeah. pay a quote-unquote top dollar just to get the shit that we're paying for. Absolutely. Communication, yeah. we're on the same page. I feel like me yeah. and you're on the same head there. Oh, mm. my gosh. And I think, like, when yeah. it comes to the fitness industry, so many coaches forget that we're in a, like, a, a person business where we deal with human beings. Mm. And, like, it's so easily pushed aside all of these these considerations of human beings for, you know, whether it's marketing or social media or all these flashy things. But what about, like, following up with clients? What about, like, timely nana? you know, clarity on programming. Like I feel like some of these base level things start to slip in our industry. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with, um, like with, because you've been in the industry for quite a while, like what are some of the stuff that you've seen over the, I would say most like the last couple, I mean, the last couple of years is funny because we've gone through COVID, but what's some of the stuff that you see that is like deterring, deterring or moving away from like why we're in this industry? Do you know what I mean? Like, is there any stuff that you see that you're like, this irks me or like we can be doing fucking better or like that kind of stuff. If you know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> she gets a smirk. Yeah. Like, you can see my face <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, you're going to know the business I'm wanting to refer to not giving a fuck, smashing their clients, starving them. And then it's just getting played out over and over in lots of different gyms. And then I'm having to, you know, I get their clients and they're broken. They're, you know, doing dumb shit, starving dumb. themselves. Like, yeah. I think you know what I'm getting at here. And, like, yeah, it makes me money because they're fucking themselves up because I yeah. them and make money. But it's like having McDonald's down the street. Like, they make me money at the end of the day. That's a really bad way of putting it. But, yeah, it makes me so angry that they would actually do this to another human. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, oh, and they just and it tends to be yeah. like these bigger businesses, right? All these franchisees or whatever. Mm. Like it's these ones that so many people that come into the industry look to because they've got quote unquote an authority or a big reach or a big following, and they all like good before think, and after photos, all good before and afters, and they think that this is what it should be like or this is what it's like, but that's not what the industry is like. Like you've got coaches no. like you that are like, dude, that's not that's not normal. Like even though it's so common and it's very well known and these businesses are you know doing great before and afters apparently from these photos mm. that's not what health and fitness is like yeah uh, look at the after after photo <laughs> the after after photo oh my gosh i feel like yeah. yeah i still feel like that stuff you know goes on like i sometimes see stuff on social media i filter my social media enough to not deal with those kind of businesses anymore but they yeah. always get through the cracks right and then it's like 
you sit there and you go, is this shit still fucking happening? Like, mm. is this, is this still part of the industry? And it is. And people watch it that are, that might be new to the industry. And of course they can kind of get sucked into that cycle as well. And then me and you deal with clients on the back burner of that. Yeah. And of course that grows our businesses, but it's not nice to have to help people through some of those really sticky spots, oh, right? It's really tough. So I think it's either they come to us for help, right? Or they never ever seek help again because yeah, they've got That's true. Like, this bad taste in their mouth yeah. and they're done. They're That's done. Yeah, that's so true. And especially like, because me and you predominantly, well, I only deal with women, you predominantly deal with women. To me, it is such a fucking disservice to our women in the fitness industry as Mm. quote unquote consumers, because when they get scared or frightened to come back, like there's all of this stuff that gets built up. Whereas health and fitness, like we know can be so fucking empowering and so amazing for women to discover themselves. And that's a real shame when they don't get to come back into the industry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't agree more. So what I just mm-hmm. want to end on um, before I let you go today is I want to talk about, you know, where you can see yourself going with business. Like, you know, obviously it's this new phase. Um, I don't know about you, but I remember when I came back after Lexi, I just kind of felt like it was this new version of like me in the fitness business arena. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, things are different now. Is yeah. it, what do you envision coming for your business now? Like, is there anything that you wanted to do? What's interesting you right now to explore? Is it Nora? Where are we at? Um, so we bought a van. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. So we bought a caravan. I feel like um. it's a like Tara travel times. <laughs> But with like family version now, like with it, we do expect anything less. Like. No, that's so true. I love that about you. Yeah, so I'm just gonna kind of keep the online huddling there. So then, if I can go traveling or we go traveling or whatever, it's there. Um, and then just come and go as I please. So okay, for anyone listening, like. I love this because you are still doing the things that make you, you, which are exploring and like Mm. living life and literally traveling. You just have a baby now and a van, not necessarily going on a plane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And because we couldn't, and like, oh, I always wanted to, you know, have the combi van and drive around like that was me, but now we kind of actually got like a full, you know, get up van. Um, So yeah, we're waiting for that to arrive. That's so cool. Um, so I feel we'll like just you're see. such a cool mom. Like, I feel like you guys are the cool, like, yeah, yeah. I can trip and travel it. So, you know, yeah. that's so cool. I love that. That's where you're wanting to go because it's so true to you and it's true mm. to, like, how you're staying in the industry and some of these nuggets of why you stay in the industry is to stay true to the shit that you like to do. Yeah. Is there any concerns that you have with doing that with in terms of, you know, going traveling again and, like, how that's going to impact your business? Just the stop start again, I think. Like yeah. if we go for a couple of months and then come back, like it's just that. But I've done it a gazillion times over now. And then I guess if you can get through COVID, you can do it. So oh, yeah, it's, oh, I don't know. I it's think a- coaches listen to this energy because I feel like so many coaches can take themselves too fucking seriously sometimes. And it's like this is life, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I don't, yeah, as I said before, I don't want to be 80 and be like, I worked my whole life. (laughs) I don't know. And like, God bless my dad. I love him to death, but I didn't grow up with him around. Like he was always working, like work, work, work. I don't think he ever went to my dance or soccer or anything. And I don't want to be like that. And I said that to my partner before we had Nora is like, I don't want us to be working all the time. I want us to spend really good quality time together. Um, So that's, that's our thing. So wow. that's what and that's what you're it's doing. Funny. Like you're building your life and your business around mm. the things that you want. Oh, yeah. that's so good. And with that yeah. being said, to finish up, like for coaches and business owners listening, like for people that are in the industry, you know, the longer and longer we stay in the industry, what kind of final advice would you have for people to be able to like make this work and like make this a, you know, a career and a part of their life. Yeah. And this is what I said before is like, just go learn and learn how to do the things on your own before you hire people and, you know, learn the training, learn the nutrition, learn how to do your website, learn, learn how to deal with people. And if they're crying in front of you, what do you do? Like all that psychological stuff. Mm. It's a lot. It takes years. Hey, but mm. like just, 
learn the shit and actually give a fuck, I think, is yeah. my massive thing. Learn so. the shit and actually give a fuck mm-hmm. from the horse to <laughs> yes. over here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Thank you so much. I think this has just been, like, I've been doing a lot of, um, I've had a lot of guests over the last couple of weeks and, like, yeah, your energy is just so, ref- like I said, re- refreshing because I feel like business can just be really serious sometimes. And, like, you know, there's a lot of problems and challenges that we focus on, but, like, just speaking to you, I'm like, this is her. This is Tara. Like, this is what she's like as a person, mm. and it's so nice to oh, see it. I actually want to say when you just say this is Tara, like, you know how back in, well, I did this back in the day, like, I'm a personal trainer, I'm a personal trainer. And it's yeah. like, who the fuck are you actually? And I just had a realization a few years ago, like I'm Tara. I love traveling. I love succulents. I love being outside. <laughs> like, um, I, I train occasionally. Like I love people. <laughs> like I am me and I'm not just a coach. Like, yeah. And I think people moving away from that, like who they are as, you know, or I think sometimes like I literally have coach written on my back. Yeah. You don't see people walking down the street with accountant or finance <laughs> advisor or like, like why do we, I don't know if other people see themselves like this, but why do I see myself like this? And you get so ingrained with it. You work so many hours and it's all just yeah. you, 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 you. You're on your own as, an, as a coach. Like you don't have a business partner sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just doing shit that you want to do, and as I said oh before, God. give a fuck about it. Yeah. yeah, and like you know, just have fun with it. Like I think so many we work in one of the best, in my opinions. It's such a fun industry. Like yeah. we literally our job. Like we go to the gym and we help people do cool things on the gym floor yeah. and like smile. And I think sometimes we get so serious and bogged down with lots of things, and it's like. You know, you're someone that likes to do X, Y, Z. You love to travel. You love fucking succulents. Like, bring these things into your life because at the end of the day, we're going to be doing this. You've been doing this for a decade. You'll be doing it for many decades more, whatever mm. that looks like for you. So, like, just fucking take a chill pill and have some fun with absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, this has just been such a fun and refreshing episode. And I think that my listeners would get so much out of it. So thank you. Now, where can our listeners find you? Um, socials by Tara.coach, um, Facebook and yeah. That's great. Oh, I love that. And if you, you know, you've, you've heard it, you've seen You've, you've hear, heard the story of someone that's been in the industry that is literally creating her life the way she wants it in the industry. And I just, that's everything that I get from you when I follow you and look at your life. I'm just like, it gives me a little reminder to just go, just breathe and just have fun with it. So thank you so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time, babe. And I hope Thanks you enjoy so. your afternoon with Nora. <laughs> See you, babe. See ya, bye.